Hello, welcome to the midweek edition of Daily Show Podcast, your podcast source for movie and TV-related news. It's January 30th, 2018. I'm Michael, and with me is Shannon. Hi. So how was the box office, Michael? Maze Runner The Death Cure was in first place in its first weekend with $24 million. That was with a budget of $62 million. Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle dropped down to number two with $16 million. That's a total gross of... 337 million. That's pretty good. Yep. Hostiles came in at 10 million in third place. That's its sixth week with a total gross of 11 million. So I guess that must have been. I think it just went uh, wide. Yeah. I think it went wide last week. The Greatest Showman was number four with 9 million. Total of 126 million. That was like a slow burn. Yeah. I mean, that seems like a decent amount. Yeah, it does. I, I remember when it opened, we were like, oh, that was really disappointing. But it just, it stayed at like number four or, or around there for a long time. Yep. And the post in fifth place, $9 million, total gross of $58 million. That's its sixth week. But that also just opened in wide release last mm-hmm. week, right? Yeah. Looks like uh, The Last Jedi is out of the top ten. It's in 11th place with $4 million. But a total gross of $610 million, seventh week. That seems yeah. pretty good. Any news over the weekend? So Variety reports that TriStar Pictures has landed worldwide distribution rights to Mr. Rogers' biopic, You Are My Friend, based on the real-life friendship between Fred Rogers and award-winning journalist Tom Junod, with Tom Hanks attached to play the iconic TV personality. Diary of a Teenage Girl director Marielle Heller is helming the pick from a script by Micah Fitzerman Blue and Noah Harpster. So... You were saying you didn't really see Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers? No, I mean, he has that same, he has that gentle quality that Mr. Rogers had, but I don't know that he can, like, do a good impression of him, because Mr. Rogers had such a, you know... I don't know, you saw Forrest Gump? You can, you can definitely do some accents. Oh. Accents. I don't know. Was, I, I don't really think it... I know it's an unpopular opinion, but I didn't think he was that great in that movie. Um, that is an unpopular opinion <laughs> on this show. I like that movie, but I thought he... I don't know. I've known people of limited intelligence, and they didn't act so robotic the way he did. I don't know. I, I didn't. I, it didn't feel real to me. And I don't... I like Tom Hanks, and I think he's a good actor. I just... I don't know how much range he really has. And I don't know that he could really do Fred Rogers and make it feel like Fred Rogers the way somebody else possibly could. I don't know. I'll want to see it. We'll, oh, uh, yeah, definitely. we'll have to make a decision. Uh, no word on when this is coming out, I don't think, right? No. Okay. Too early. But yeah, I definitely want to see it. I love Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Sam Raimi is in negotiations to direct Lionsgate adaptation of The King Killer Chronicle based on Pat Rothfuss' classic novels. In 2016, Lionsgate tapped Hamilton star and creator Lin-Manuel Miranda to serve as creative producer and musical mastermind of the feature film and TV series adaptations of The King Killer Chronicle along with Rothfuss. So is that his official title, Musical Mastermind? I guess so. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, he deserves it. Yeah, it sounds it sounds interesting. It's 
it's kind of a, a fantasy thing with wizards and stuff. I don't really know the story. I haven't read the books. No. Um, they were bestsellers. Is this set up as like a trilogy or anything? Do we know? I mean, the books I guess there's are multiple. a trilogy. Oh, okay. But this one said it was only going to be the first one. So probably, as long as it, you know, does well enough. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times they just say it's a trilogy without even waiting to see what the box office is. That's true. I, I didn't read that. So Sam Raimi hasn't directed anything since Oz the yeah. Great and Powerful. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that surprising? I didn't notice that. But yeah, apparently he's been producing, but he hasn't I was going to say, is he involved anything? in that Ash versus the Evil Dead series? I assume he is. With he was uh, probably involved, but obviously not directing. Right. All right. Well, it's got Lin-Manuel Miranda attached, yeah. so I'm interested. Yeah, me too. So, Deadline reports that Mike Flanagan has been hired to direct the Shining sequel, Dr. Sleep, an adaptation of the 2013 Stephen King novel that picks up the life of Red Rum Kid Danny Torrance when he is in his 40s and struggling with the same demons of anger and alcoholism that plagued his father. So, Flanagan directed Gerald's Game for Netflix, which... Yeah, I which I haven't watched, watched yet, yet, but it got good reviews, didn't it? I believe so. And I didn't even know until recently that there was even any sort of Shining sequel, although I no, guess I it's it's pretty recent. It's 2013. Yeah. But I think I read somewhere that it wasn't that well-received, or maybe at least it's oh. controversial. I guess it's not as well-loved as The Shining was. But the other thing I thought was interesting was... I know Stephen King doesn't like the Stanley Kubrick Shining, so I'm kind of surprised that they didn't do another Shining reboot first before doing this one. I know well, he did that. Made for TV. He one, did that right? made for TV one, but I don't know. That one was supposedly closer to the book. I yeah. didn't read the book. I didn't read the book either. Supposedly the yeah the Stanley Kubrick one was hardly recognizable as an adaptation of the book. So, yeah, but they're calling it a sequel to The Shining, when I assume they mean the Stanley Kubrick one. Yeah, probably. So, I, they must be being very liberal with the source material again, right? I guess so. I mean, maybe it can stand alone. Maybe it can be a sequel to either thing. Maybe. I don't really, I don't really know what the differences were. So, I guess we'll see. Did you not watch the made-for-TV one? No. Oh, I did, yeah. It was different. <laughs> I mean, the story was completely different. It had a different, completely different ending. Um, Alright, so, well, it's something that maybe we'll have to see. Charlie Kaufman is set to direct I'm Thinking of Ending Things for Netflix. Kaufman will also pen the thriller, which is based on a novel by Ian Reid. The novel takes place on a road trip where Jake is taking his girlfriend to meet his parents on their secluded farm. All the while, Jake's girlfriend is thinking of ending things. When Jake makes an unexpected detour, leaving her stranded, a twisted mix of palpable tension, psychological frailty, and sheer terror ensues. Interesting. I like Charlie Kaufman. I mean, I loved uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and... Um, being John Malkovich and some of his <clears throat> other stuff. Uh, his last couple of things I wasn't that into. Uh, Synecdoche. Oh yeah, was that the last? Uh, that's probably the last <sighs> thing I saw. Anyway. I, well, I think he made a uh, animated movie after that. 
but I think it was also very surreal. And yeah, it's hard hard for me, those movies that are a little too out there. But this one doesn't sound like that at all. It's, it sounds like a thriller, which, yeah, is a little bit of a different kind of genre for him. But I'll totally check it out. Yep. It's for Netflix, so it'll be easy oh, yeah. enough. That's true, too. <laughs> that makes it easy and cheaper. And finally, Robert Kirkman, co-creator of The Walking Dead, is set to adapt the comic Birthright into a feature film. The comic has been described as Flight of the Navigator if it were fantasy rather than science fiction. Yeah, that, Com- that's kind of what drew me to the story. I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> the Navigator. <laughs> yeah, so I like what I wasn't sure was whether he had any involvement in the actual comic itself, and it doesn't seem like he does it's just his company is helping to adapt it into a feature film so i don't even know if that means if he's doing any uh scripting or anything or if he's just one of the producers yeah i'm not sure it's early yet right yep but still one to be maybe looked out for so there's only just a handful of things that uh, came to streaming services since our last show Netflix got um, Jerry Seinfeld, I'm Telling You for the Last Time, a live on Broadway thing. Stars got Maudie. Uh, Hulu got Crash Pad. That's that movie that looked terrible with uh, uh, Brendan Gleeson's son. And uh, you said you wanted to see it because of the Wings guy. Oh, Thomas Hayden Church? Yes. Yes. Well, now it's on Hulu, so you can watch it. We'll watch uh, it. Uh, Showtime got The Light Between Oceans and Office Christmas Party. And on DVD and Blu-ray, Boo 2, A Medea Halloween, finally, and Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. And that's our show. If you have any feedback, you can email us at feedback at dailyshow.com. Our Facebook page is Daily's Show. Our Twitter account is Daily's Show Pod. Our website is dailyshow.com. Hope you enjoyed the show and talk to you on Friday. Goodbye.